My friends, today is the day. The moment is now. The change begins. Why? Because you are here on the 18 Summers Live Your Passion podcast where we encourage you to live your passion. You get one chance, one shot at this life. And you can either be the person that says, I wish I had, or you can be the person that says, I am so glad I did. So join us as we dive in, we figure it out, we walk this walk together so that we can live our passion. Hello and welcome to the 18 Summers Live Your Passion podcast. I am your host, Hal Califf. And today we're bringing you an interview, a conversation with Maria Seip of From Paris to Rome. Now, Maria and her husband have been living in an RV for the past few months, and they are preparing to go over the road full time. Currently, they're stationed out of Florida and only make short trips into neighboring states. But they are slowly venturing out more and more and getting ready for the full time RV lifestyle. And I think this is a great interview and conversation for anybody who's maybe considering going full-time and trying to figure out how to make it work. Uh, Maria and her husband both work from home and have for quite a few years. But along with that, Maria is stepping out and taking on some new line of work in photography. And so just some great insights in this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. You can always go to our show page to look for the links and the things we talk about. And uh, you know what? Without any further ado, here is Maria Seip. Hello, Maria. Welcome to the show. I want to start out with something just really simple. Tell me about you, who you are, and what you're doing. Absolutely. Well, my name is Maria. I was originally um, born in Puerto Rico, raised in Florida, so um, true and true island girl. Um, I have been married for five years to Kevin. Um, who is an adventurer at heart, just like myself. And we both met and we put our bucket list together and to travel was, you know, top of our list. Um, and RV was actually on our top 10, but we thought we would do that upon retirement. So, you know, we worked from home, actually. Um, we both have remote jobs and we traveled with our jobs. So we would stay at hotels and work until five o'clock close those laptops and explore. Um, I am a, a nurse and I did corporate nursing for over a decade and I was not happy with my career. Um, it was the type of thing that that was the popular career choice. That's where jobs were and that's what you had to do. Um, so I went for that safe route, although I have always loved photography and other things that just didn't seem like it would be a career. Um, and I did, honestly, I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself. I didn't feel like I was good enough. So I went the safe route and became a nurse. And um, it didn't come to a head, really, um, I, until a medical scare. So we just kept, you know, trucking along <laughs> life and, um, you know, the day-to-day -day hustle. And a medical scare put a halt on, on things and made us reevaluate our life. And while it was a very scary moment, it was, I'm thankful that we went through that because our life has completely changed. Um, when you're looking at possibly having five more years of life, um, you, you definitely see what you want to, you automatically know what you want to do and what you don't want to do. And that was very cut and dry for me. I knew that I did not want to go out this way. I did not want to be in a job that I despised. <laughs> and I did not want to um, 
you know, just be in that bubble, in that American dream, you know, that while it, it's great and it provided a lot of stability and safety, it wasn't, we weren't fulfilled. We would go on vacations and dread coming home to this perfect life that we had, you know, um, you know, because we had the house, we had the jobs, we had the cars, we had everything the American dream says you need. And we were, it just wasn't us. It wasn't fulfilling our, our, our passions. But when you're almost 40 years old and you don't know what your passions are, that's a very scary moment to come to. So um, that moment of saying, okay, well, whatever we decide to do, we're not going to live in this house. We bought this house, you know, we don't even, honestly, (laughs) because we thought we were going to have kids and I have infertility issues. So um, that was, you know, the big four bedroom house with three bathrooms just for us two made no made no sense and when you're looking at five years of life and a big huge mortgage it makes no sense so we knew automatically we had to get rid of the house Um, and then the question was where do we go next so we were looking at one bedroom apartments just so that we can downsize and pay off all of our student loan and debt um, and be financially free because if once we had financial freedom, then we can allow ourselves to think about our passions and see the way we wanted to live our life. And that's where RVs came in. Kevin started doing a lot of research and he put it out there and he asked, why don't we consider RVs? And I thought that he was crazy because I thought RVs were so expensive and it's something only retirees did. We had no idea that this was... Even the RV life hashtag existed. We had no clue. Um, And so he said, well, hear me out. I've been doing a lot of research and RV campgrounds or RV resorts can be a lot cheaper than paying a mortgage. And it's something we want anyway. We may not get to retirement, you know, so why don't we do it now? And so that's that's how it came about. And so we said, "Okay." And within the next few weeks, we had an RV. And after that, then Once things just started falling into place, um, we knew that it was time to then explore what we really wanted to do, you know, like dream a little, you know, now that we were giving ourselves some freedom, you know, let's, let's have a dream, let's have some fun. And that's where photography came in. So we're putting ourselves out there in that and teaching ourselves, thanks to the internet. Um, And also, we still needed to bring income. So while my husband has kept his remote job, I have since quit my corporate job that I was not happy with. And I am now teaching online um, to kids in China, (laughs) which is wonderful. And it's been a complete change. I've gone from nursing to photographing a wedding and teaching English to kids in China. So um, something that if I if you asked me five years ago, where would you see your life? I would not I would have never guessed we would be here, but I couldn't be happier. How long now has it been since you bought the RV? We have had the RV for about a year now. Okay. And yeah, how, wow, it's been a long time. Right? I know that it's that milestone. It's that nomadiversary they talk about. Yes. So um, you've had it for about a year, and how much traveling have you been able to do? Have you been outside of Florida yet? Or are you still venturing? So while we we had the RV, but we were remodeling it for. The majority of the t- of the time, um, and we had it parked an hour away from where we lived, so that was a little difficult. Um, so it took us a long time to remodel it. Um, so it was just very little by little. But yes, Hurricane Irma pushed us out of Florida. Um, we evacuated, and thank 
thank God for that because the eye of the hurricane came right through with the RV resort where it is parked. So, yeah, so we actually made it all the way to Arkansas on our first trip. We went all the way to Little Rock. Um, we thought if we're going to get out of harm's way, we might as well go visit some friends, which was an amazing experience. That's when we knew because while we made all these changes, we still hadn't traveled in the RV and we had never towed. We've never been in an RV. This was just out of nowhere. And so during that trip to Arkansas, we would check in with each other, you know, just to make sure, you know, are you still liking this? Is, is this still okay? And we loved it. We, we just, it just fit us like a glove and it was exactly, I don't know, it, it just made sense. So that was our, our first one. And we've now been, um, we went to Texas for the RV Entrepreneur Summit. And how was that? Because we we can't talk about living your passion and entrepreneur without that, right? So how was that? It was amazing. Just to be in a space where other 250 other RVers that are making their, you know, living out their passions and making whole new lives and careers out on the road was amazing so inspiring just to be around all that creativity especially when we grew up thinking we weren't creative (laughs) you know at all Um, it was just amazing Um, we learned a lot we we left there so encouraged and inspired and we connected with so many people that that are feeling the exact same we do you know that are feeling you know the american dream is great there's nothing wrong with it you know but it just wasn't for us and that's okay and it might be in the future who knows but for now we want to live in the moment and we want to find our passions and live those out and and live a fulfilled life even if it's out of the norm so that was really cool um you know to finally meet people that rv life made sense to them because in our lives when we mentioned rv that we were going to rv to our family and friends they thought we were crazy you know they had never met anyone doing this so it was nice to be in that space and, and, and just learn from other people. Um, we also went and we visited um, the Freedom Theory. They were um, in Louisiana. Um, and I did some of their newborn photos. And on the way back, we stopped in Fairhope. Um, and we met up with Driving and Vibin'. And then we came to, we went to Georgia. And now we've been to we went back up to Pensacola for a wedding we shot this weekend. So um, we, we've taken a few trips. We still haven't been too far out yet. I think, you know, Arkansas being the farthest one. But, yeah, we're, we're, we're learning. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's really awesome. I, just for anybody who's listening who doesn't know about the RV Entrepreneur Summit, um, that is Heath and Alyssa. Uh, and you can find them at heathandalyssa.com. They have a, uh, a great podcast on RV entrepreneurs, and they do a, uh, a summit once a year that is um, it, this is the second year, and it, it doubled in growth in one year. I mean, they've just done a great job. So we, um, we met them in Texas by accident. Oh, really? So we left our home in Arizona on uh, New Year's Eve. And we were traveling across to meet up with Trent and Siobhan of Everyday Family Adventure in Florida, who are friends of ours. And we passed through Texas and we decided at the last moment to divert and stay at a, um, at a, at the Jellystone park. Oh, wow. That's great. We actually almost went to a different Jellystone park that was really new and not too far from there, like an hour away. 
and I realized that the directions we hit were following were different from the ones we originally looked up. So I changed the directions and we wound up at the one in Texas wine country. And while we were there, I saw their Winnebago and a small little SUV. And I kept thinking to myself, man, that looks like the one I've seen before. And so I actually got like Facebook stocked them a bit to see if I could find <laughs> their little tow vehicle. You found America. <laughs> right? <laughs> and there they were. And I was like, okay, wait a minute here. So I saw him running and I stopped him and just talked to him briefly. And um, we wound up going out to dinner with them. They were great. Very gracious people. Very, um, yes. very friendly. And it was so neat to talk to them and just kind of get that. Uh, they, they really are the entrepreneurs in the RVs. I mean, they've got a couple of businesses running and they really do a great job at, at the work they do. So that was very cool. But that was our, yeah, our, our accidental run into. That's amazing. Yeah, they're, they're wonderful. And to tell you, you know, just to see how, I mean, I, we didn't go the first year. We've, we, we've only been this year. But just to see and talk to the people that went last year and, and just get their perspective on the growth and know that they already outgrew this campground. The next year, they have to go somewhere else because we didn't fit. So, yeah, it, w it was amazing just to see how much encouragement is out there, how, ma how many people are being inspired and how many people are going for it, you know, and not letting life pass them by. So it, it was really encouraging. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that you guys are venturing out of Florida, that you've made a couple of trips, um, you know, and, and, and as you get to the point where you're more and more just heading out on the road, it really does get fun. Um, so, but let's, let's talk about then. So you've, you've made some adjustments because you've gone from corporate nursing into um, the teaching online, which I think is a great program. Uh, we met another couple that does that, and she uh, she absolutely loves it. I think it really fits the RV lifestyle uh, very well because you're dealing with somebody in a different time zone. So you can, no matter where you are, you can work with them. It's not it's not like you have to be at a location. You just have to have internet, and if you can do that, you're good. So. You're making those transitions, but tell me so far, what obstacles have you faced? Like what, what things have you run into that have kind of slowed you down or made you rethink positions uh, since you made this decision? You know, honestly, we, things aren't perfect. I mean, we've had our first trip to Arkansas on the way back in Mississippi. We had a horrible tire blowout um, on our truck tires front passenger which is so scary um while we were towing we've had we've had things happen um right now our truck is getting fixed because we come to find out which is why we're kind of limited on the trips right now that we can't tow as much as we thought well as much as dodge told us so that's a whole other thing we've had certain obstacles um you know come up but nothing has deterred us or nothing has made us question um the decision it's just made us work a little harder. Um, before we made the decision, we it, we didn't just wake up one day and say, okay, we're going to sell everything and boom, it's just done. Um, we're Christians and we put it in, in a lot of prayer and we felt very confirmed. Um, you know, so we, we took our... We made a big decision, but we took baby steps to it. And we still feel very confirmed that this is the right decision for us. So even when we have the little mishaps, nothing has been big enough um, you know, to make, make us question or make us think that, Hey, you know, we missed the mark. We made the wrong decision here. Right. Wow. Well, that's not yet. <laughs> not yet. Well, 
you know, I, it, it, that's it's so good here because I, I know there's a lot of people that run into that truck. You know, the issue of is my is my truck big enough for my RV? Is my RV big? You know, and I got to tell you, that's one of the most frustrating things that I see in a lot of the forums we participate in is the question of towing, because there is no there is no same answer. I could have a 2013 Dodge pickup and you could have a 2013 Dodge pickup that are both, you know, 2,500s or 3,500s, but based on the way that they're equipped makes a huge difference on what they can do. Oh yes. And we even had them checked out with the VIN number. So we don't know how, how, you know, what happened here, but yeah, we have a 3,500 dually turbo diesel with the Cummins engine. Yeah, we have everything. You would think we could tow our 15,000 pound RV, but so no, it, we, we're having that fixed, so we will be on the road, you know, um, soon. So we're excited about that. But, you know, even even in that, even in those difficult times or, you know, we had our basement leak. We've had our roof tear. <laughs> um, we've had things happen, but it's part of the journey. And we knew that going in. We knew that it wasn't going to be rainbows and butterflies. And um, everything is a learning experience. And we, you know, we get frustrated sometimes, but we laugh it off and, you know. YouTube, how to fix it and keep on going. That's right. YouTube is very handy for this lifestyle. YouTube, oh, it's our best friend. <laughs> so, all right. So now you're, are you living out of the fifth wheel? We are. Yes. We've been living out of the fifth wheel for about two to three months now. In, in my experience, RV life is a little bit different, especially the get up and go in the morning. There's mm-hmm. a thing, there's real world time. And then there's something we call RV time. Yes. Which is like at, back at home, I would wake up at 5.30 or 6 in the morning. I can't seem to get out of bed before 8, no matter what I do. So <laughs> ha- have you experienced that? You know, I I can't because I teach in the morning. So I have to get out of bed. Yeah. So, um, but Kevin, I think Kevin has. Uh, it, it's a little harder for him. <laughs> it, it really is. I don't know what it is about it, but it, it really is a little bit more difficult. So, so yes. let's let's talk about your morning then. So, I, I think one of the things that's really important about having a passion and following through on it is really setting a plan in place and sticking to it. And sometimes that can be as simple as a morning routine. So one thing I love to ask everybody on the podcast is, uh, what is something you do in the morning to help set your tone for the day? Oh, yes. So every morning, no matter how early it is, because some of them, sometimes I'm teaching class at 4 a.m., but every morning I I like to just take time for myself. Um, So I, even if I have to wake up 30 minutes earlier than I normally would for a class, um, I like to just have time for myself. I'm... I like to start every day, especially after the medical scare and all that. I see, I see life differently, and I'm extra thankful for every day. No matter how tired I am, I still got to wake up another day, and I'm just extra thankful. So I like to have my morning time and just thank God for those, for for every blessing and just for another day of life, you know. And another thing that I like to do, I like my really strong coffee. <laughs> it's what gets me through the morning. It wakes me up. Um, so no matter where I'm at, even if we're, even if I have to teach out of the back of the truck at a Walmart stop, I always, you know, will go to the kitchen and turn on that propane stove and make myself a, a nice warm cup of coffee. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that is an everyday, no matter where I'm at type of thing. Awesome. So let's talk about coffee then real quick. So <laughs> what is your preferred method of brewing coffee? Oh, well, I, 
I'm Puerto Rican, so I well, you go I go old school. I have the the maca pots. I think yeah. they're called in English. So that's what I use. That's um, where the and I, that's the grounds in the pot with the water on the stove. Yes, yeah. yes, it's a silver pot, and I think it originated in Italy. I was told recently. So, um, so that's what we use, and so I have my little one. But I also was gifted by my lovely parents a, a nice cappuccino maker machine, um, and I did not part ways with it before we came to the RV. So it is in our kitchen, and if I have extra time, I will go in and make myself a nice, you know, cappuccino with the almond milk foam and everything. So <laughs> right on, right on. We are big coffee consumers, so I, I love to ask that question. Oh. <laughs> we have we have. Um, We've got a French press, a pour over, and back at home, uh, back in Arizona, actually in storage, waiting for our, when we get our new RV, we're going to convert our outdoor kitchen to an espresso bar. Oh, yeah. that's a great idea. Right? Because, I mean, how nice is that to pull into a campground, open up, have this espresso bar, people can come over and get coffee and whatever. And so I have a commercial, co- I have a commercial espresso machine, I have a commercial steamer, and some other commercial equipment back at home, because I had a coffee bar in my house. Oh, my word. We need to caravan with you guys. <laughs> I know, right? You really should. We should all get together. So, um, but I cannot wait to get the new RV and do that. Um, and we're going to put that in this uh, this winter when we go back to Arizona for a month. My coffee roaster back there is going to help me install this and, and build out this commercial thing. So I we love coffee. So oh. that's a huge thing for us. Um, yes. Love that. But I'm also, so, and I, and I, I like pour over and French press and um, I and that. My coffee roaster is from Costa Rica, and he's I, we've known each other for 15 years now, um, and he's he's helped me develop a palate for coffee too. But my family, my father's side is is Middle Eastern; they're Lebanese, and so I grew up with that very similar coffee, like the maca pot, where it's everything's in the in the kettle or in the pot on the stove, and yes. you heat it all up together. Then you let it settle, and then you pour it straight into the little cups. And I, that's what I grew up my family, you know, drinking that. So I, I, I love that too. That's, you know, they call it Turkish coffee, but either way, I don't care what you call it. It's delicious. <laughs> I know it, bring, it, it reminds me of my childhood. It reminds me of home. So, so yeah, but I do love a good pour over too. And I want, you know, I want to, you know, get more into that because I had the best pour over by new RV friends in Alabama, which was amazing. So really, that's good. I, I, yeah. we'll to, I'm expanding. We're gonna to have to talk more about that because I, I like that. So yes. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's talk about where life is taking you guys over the next couple of years. So you've got your photography business that you're starting up, and and um, we're gonna share your contact links and everything uh, towards the end of the show. But um, obviously, for anybody who's into photography, Instagram really is a big thing. As much as some people may or may not like the social media aspect, um, it is a great way to get your work out there. Uh, outside, I mean, obviously, wedding work is a little bit different. But when you're doing photography work for people, sometimes the best way to get your name out there is, you know, to to have Instagram accounts because you get followers and people start to recognize you and, and that um, and your work. So, where do you see that in the next five years? Like, what is your goal? Well, I I love couples and I love families, but I also love architecture and landscapes. So, I, I love pretty much all aspects of photography. So I am very open to seeing where this photography journey leads us. Um, On every trip that we take, I'm always, you know, uh, taking a million photos. So um, I've, we've already had a little taste of um, 
being invited, for example, at the RV show, we were given media passes um, for photography purposes, uh, which was great. And we got to photograph a few items, a um, few products for people, um, which is also something very new to us because we never thought that was even an option or a possibility. Um, so I, my plan is to not close myself off to anything. Um, and But I would love to travel. If it was up to me, I would we would travel, set our plans and, you know, just announce it, you know, either, you know, maybe pay some Facebook ads in the next state that we're going to go visit and just photograph couples and families and capture special moments for them and maybe even do travel wedding photography. Um, we're, we're still in the early phases, so we're, we're, we're trying to discover where that's going to go. But, but definitely the plan is not to say no to things before, you know, they come. We want to be open to it all. That's what's so great about this lifestyle is that you can do photography, right? And every day, like, you could have a new landscape to shoot every day. Like, you could head down into South Carolina and go to um, uh, Charleston and Mm -hmm. spend three days down there. And then the next day, go somewhere completely different. So... It's amazing. Um, you know, we, we there's so much to see and there's so much beauty out there. Even in the little trips that we've taken, everywhere we go, we're like, oh, wow, this is our favorite drive yet. You know, <laughs> but then the next day that gets upstaged because there is just so much beauty out there that we just didn't have the time to see. We didn't stop long enough, you know, to, to appreciate it. So, you know, we love capturing it. And just to make sure we don't forget it. And if someone else enjoys it and, um, and benefits from it, then great, you know, as well. That's awesome. So over the next five years, as your photography business grows, and I, I do believe it will, I'm looking at some of your work and I, I think it's fantastic. I think you've got oh, some. Thank you. Um, you know, it's interesting because we, we are, I'm not a photographer and I, I have an interest in doing some stuff, um, but I like more of the computer side of it, the editing and the artwork, you know, side. Um, oh, we should we should work together then because I like the the creating the shot. Yeah. But the editing, I'm still working on. <laughs> yeah. See, if you go to my Instagram account, you'll see like we just spent we spent um, a total of three days out of a distillery in uh, North Carolina, and while we were there, we were taking my wife was taking a lot of shots, and now I'm editing them. But we also did some product photos for them. I have a like a photo light box that you can you know put products in and get the background out and. You know, we were doing a lot of that. And then we were staging shots on their on their bar of their different products to for them to market. But Oh, um, so fun. I love the editing more than I like the the picture taking, that's for sure. So ah. <laughs> But all right, so let's let's talk about now your husband and and yourself obviously adjusting the lifestyle and, and chasing this passion. Obviously it's something you guys came to a decision together. Um you spent time in prayer uh working the details out and making sure that you were um that you weren't just rushing to something that you were following God's plan for your, for your life. Um, and so as you move forward, um, my belief is that you spend time in an RV, uh, two things happen and they happen simultaneously. Um, you learn what pushes you apart faster than in real life. And you learn what pulls you together faster. Um, how, how is that? Like, I mean, cause we do it with kids. So I, I don't, our, our experience would be a lot different than what yours is because we've got four children running around this place driving me nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> and my wife is already, she's not even being driven nuts. She's there. She's like, she's at the destination already. So, uh, how is it, uh, as a, as a, as a, uh, young couple, you know, living life together in an RV, um, how has that changed, uh, your relationship? 
You know, we worked from home before. So while we had a really big house and we had separate office spaces, we were still in the same place. We never, there was only a few, maybe a few months that I did have to go into the office for something or, you know, he's had work trips where we have just had to commute or something like that. So we've, we had to really early on, just right out of the get go, um, really work well together because we were going to be in each other's space all the time. Um, One thing that we always say to people is, we love each other even when we don't like each other, but we really do like each other, which is a benefit to us because we actually enjoy spending time together. Um, and I know that some some of our friends are like, oh, you guys are crazy, but we actually do. We really enjoy each other. Um, so it hasn't been that difficult for us. Um, you know, I think adjusting to the small space has been harder in regards to, um, you know, not having not having all the things we're used to having and not knowing where things are at at first. That was tough. But getting adjusted to a small space together, we've actually done very well. Um, it hasn't been tough for us at all. And if the beauty of it is that if you do need space and if you feel like, oh, you know, I'm, I just need to get away, just go outside. <laughs> you know, um, it, that's a beautiful thing. Wherever you're at, you could just go outside and, and the world is your living room. Yeah, so it hasn't been hard. What, what I think can come up as a as an, another question that, that just falls right into that is um, you travel, we travel. I know we experience Internet issues once in a while and you haven't made a whole lot of journeys. But how has that been for you Internet wise? What have you done to to guarantee that you have a connection to your to your working world? Yeah, so we always wherever we go, because Kevin still has his nine to five. Um, is check the internet connection um, before we commit to any place or any campground at all. So we have different alternatives. We have, um, you know, personal hotspots on our phones. We have a Verizon MiFi um, jetpack that's unlimited, quote unquote unlimited. Uh, they do throttle you after 22 gigs, I think. Um, but that has it's worked really well for us. We also have an AT&T Mobley as a backup. So if Verizon doesn't work, we have that instead. And then we also have a Mimo antenna. And I think this was $25 on Amazon. And it you just put it, you know, on, you connect it to your device and, and you put the antenna on your RV window and it amplifies um, the, your internet signal. Um, we haven't yet invested in a WeBoost um, or anything like that. We will. We just haven't gotten around to that yet. But this setup has worked for us um, everywhere we've gone thus far. We've not had any issues, um, you know, but we do get online and we do check the coverage maps uh, first <laughs> before we put ourselves in a situation where, you know, where we would have to pack up and leave. Right. We did a um, um, we wound up finding a plan through it basically runs on the T-Mobile network. But it's not it's not through T-Mobile. So, again, it's one of those ones where you have to check your connection where you're going. Um, okay. But it is truly unlimited. And <gasps> I, the first month we had it, we were in Florida. We were in Orlando. And they said, well, if you use too much, you can get prioritized, but you won't get throttled. Um, huh. And the difference being once you're throttled, you know, you drop down to 600 kilobytes per second and you're kind of stuck there with Verizon. Yes. Um, we actually used 1,100 gigs of data the first <gasps> month. Oh, my word. Because we were closing out we were closing out our iCloud accounts, and I was bringing everything out of iCloud. We had, I don't know, I think I had a terabyte 
um, a little over a terabyte stored on iCloud. And we were getting rid of that expense. And we used 1,100 gigs that first month. And I was kind of shocked. And then the second month, we used 700. And I still had no issues. And it's $79 a month. Wow. And the initial investment was, I think, um, I want to say for the equipment and stuff, it was around $350, somewhere around there. Something else you mentioned, WeBoost. And so for those uh, who are listening, who are planning on traveling, who don't know what WeBoost is, there's a um, an antenna amplification company um, that this product came out. It actually came out years ago. A lot of people don't know this. It came out years ago. And then um, it got bought by another company, or the licensing got bought by another company, and so they changed the name to WeBoost. Now, you can find the non-WeBoost branded ones, they're the exact same product, for about half the price. Yes. And then you can get the WeBoost, but it's it's supposedly a great product. Like, a lot of people see a jump from one or two bars to four or five. Yes, that's what all of our friends have said. They've, they have tried it in front of us. They swear by it. That's awesome. I'm going to try. I'm gonna, I am going to order an, a Mimo antenna for this because we're in the situation right now where we're getting one to two bars. And I have a, because we're in Southwest Virginia right now in a very rural area. And so it's just been kind of, I mean, we've, it's been consistent, but it's been a little spotty here and there. And today's one of those days. So, yeah, well, I do, we definitely recommend that the Mimo, we, we were in, I believe, Alabama where we, when we had it delivered to the campground there, it was a game changer. Our, it just went through the roof. I mean, our internet speeds, it was, it was great. So we swear by it. Those $25 worth, <laughs> uh, well invested. Nice. Very cool. I'm going to definitely, I'm going to have to check that out and see which one I can find on, uh, on Amazon. All right. So let's, let's talk about now what inspires you, because I think this is where a lot of entrepreneurs or people that are trying to find their passion. They get stuck on that idea of like, I, I want to, I just don't know where to go. I don't know. And one of the, one of the, one of the best resources for me has been, um, a couple of books written by Simon Sinek, like, uh, um, oh, yes. uh, what is it? Fi- is it finding your why knowing your why? Yes. Knowing and, your why. I think it is. Yeah. And then there's, um, and then he did another one called, um, together is better, which I absolutely loved. It's a very simple, simple, oh, simple I book. Read that. I mean, it's just a small, it almost looks like a kid's book. It's illustrated, and, but I read it with my kids and it was just cool. It's about, you know, teamwork and it was just very motivating. So, um, what are you a reader? Are you a book reader? Yes. Okay. I am. So, on that, what what book? If you were to if you were talking with somebody right now who was saying, you know, I would love to, but you know, I, I don't know where to start. I don't have the motivation. What book or resource would you recommend to somebody looking to get started on on a journey? Oh, there's so many. Okay, so recently I was actually recommended um, to read, be, and this comes out of a conversation because I quit my job first. Um, before exploring my passions. Now, there were many reasons, um, you know, I was truly unhappy and I already had VIP kid um, as a backup. So I knew that if I just added more classes then I could at least supplement enough to where we were going to get by. Um, I didn't just quit out of the whim, but there's a book called Quitter that talks about, you know, how to find that balance of exploring your passion and then leaving what you already have, which I thought was very insightful. I also liked the compound effect. Um, it's by Darren Hardy and it's a philosophy, you know, that he has about, uh, you know, achieving your goals and working hard and, you know, just reaching those dreams, whatever those dreams may be. I found that that was to be very helpful as well. 
So those are two that stand out to me. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what type of dream you're after. Um, it just has a lot of really good um, little nuggets, you know, that just remind you that, you know what, I can do this. You know, I, I can go for it. I am worth it. And I can, these things are, the things that he suggests are practical enough that I can implement in my life and actually achieve the results. So I thought it was really cool. My, my, my next question for you would be on that guide of, of giving advice to people and talking with people who are looking to start their, you know, their journey towards following their passion or living their passion. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to do, to do what you're doing, to, to, to step out and, and chase their passion? I think, first of all, just recognize that you are worth it. Um, I limited myself a lot out of fear and out of thinking, believing that I wasn't worth it, because I think that's uh, a lie that, you know, it's easy to believe because we see people that are more talented or have more experience or, you know, we can always find a way to diminish ourselves. Um, I think that it's a way of auto protecting yourself, you know, creating those barriers um, and just sitting in that comfort zone. Um, But the comfort zone is not very good. You know, it's, yes, it's comfortable and it's a safe place, quote unquote, but it's not where, you know, you're fulfilling your dreams, you know, because if not, you, you wouldn't be in there. So, Um, just believing in yourself and letting fear go. What is the worst that can happen? You know, I was so embarrassed, you know, uh, you know, because my photography is not good. I love it, but it's just not where I want it to be. But I'm never going to get to where I want to be if I don't put myself out there. Um, I had a a friend and she's a big time YouTuber, um, a beauty guru, and she has you know, over a hundred thousand followers. And, you know, I asked her, you know, how do you do it? And she said, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to put the worst footage together. Just go ahead and do that. And so I did and checked in with her again. And she goes, okay, now you're going to post that. And I'm like, I cannot do that. (laughs) She said, yes, you can. And congratulations. You can only go up from here. And I thought that was so brilliant. You know, just I've embarrassed myself enough. Here we go. It's out there. Um, And now I can only go up. And that automatically helped me with just getting rid of the fear of what other people are going to think and whatnot. You know, um, you live life once. Every day is precious and every day goes, you know, in a blink of an eye that we're into a next day. We're already in May, (laughs) you know, this year. We're almost halfway through this year. Um, So there's no time like the present. Just have confidence in yourself and know that if you have a dream or a passion, it's in you for a reason. And that took me a long time. Um, But just this wedding that I was able to to photograph this weekend with my husband – it was, it's our first wedding and it wasn't perfect. <laughs> um, there were so many things that I wish I had thought of or done or whatnot. Um, I actually dropped a lens. It was just not perfect. But you know what the cool thing was? This was a girl that I watched grow up. I was her mentor when I was a youth counselor at church before I got married. So not only did I see her go, you know, into high school, learn how to drive, graduate, do all these things, all these milestones, but I got to photograph her wedding. And had I not done this, I wouldn't have been able to bless her in this way. And that was the coolest thing for me, you know. Um, so there, those passions are in there for a reason. So explore them. Don't cut yourself short before you even try. At least try. Um, and that's what Kevin and I say to each other. You know, whenever fear sets in, we're like, are we going to try? Like, we got to at least try. And that just puts, it, puts us into gear and we just keep pushing forward. 
That's awesome. That's a great way to think about it, too. I want to be respectful of your time, um, so I want I want to ask you two more questions. Yeah, you're fine. And uh, and then we're going to move forward. So um, one of the big things is a lot of people go, well, yeah, I want to do this, but I don't, I'm afraid of what my family's going to say. I'm, I'm afraid of what my mm-hmm. family's going to say. And I don't know if you're part of the RV, some of the RV forums on Facebook, but that mm-hmm. question comes up a lot. I'm afraid yes. to tell my family that we're going to we're going to travel the country, that we're going to buy an RV, we're going to live in it. Or I've told my family and this is their reaction. So <laughs> how did that go for you? And, and oh. what do you recommend to people who are afraid of that? Okay. I come from a very traditional family who did who lived out the American dream and you know, they did it right. They worked their butts off and now they're retired and they have a little tiny house and it's paid off for and you know they they're they're safe so they want the same thing for me and my sister right so they thought at least with me they didn't have to worry about (laughs) so here come Kevin and I to sit down with my parents we were prepared that is the one thing I will say um you know, there's no RVs in Puerto Rico. So when you say RV or a trailer uh, to someone that has never really seen one, you know, or understands it was kind of difficult because they just think, oh, no, you know, that that's not safe. Um, so we came prepared and we knew we, you know, we we went with numbers. We showed them the savings. We showed them, you know, aside from our passions and how much we, we love to travel, we came prepared as well. Um, we actually have a video of when we told my parents on YouTube. We, ha- we have a little, like, a minute clip, and it was awful. They they thought, you know, where did we go wrong? <laughs> you know, what, what do you need? <laughs> All these things. Come to, you know, just give it a few months later. My parents are now the owners of a Winnebago travel trailer <laughs> themselves. And yeah, and so they actually, I think they've taken more trips than we have, and they were actually going to caravan together in October. Um, yeah, so, and they're, they're already getting excited about going to Alaska next summer with us. So, you know, it's, it's, if it's not something that they're familiar, anyone is going to resist anything that's not familiar to them. It's human nature. Um, you know, just, just have patience and, and, and be prepared to answer questions. Um, but yeah, they'll come around. I know. My family, everyone thought we were crazy. And now my uncle is looking to buy one. My aunt is looking to buy one. So you might just inject them with the, <laughs> with the, with the buzz of RV life. That is fantastic. All right. So my last question for you is this. When, uh, when the truck issue is all worked out and you guys are set up to travel again, what's your plan for this year for travel? Okay, so um, we do have um, my husband's grandmother is here in Florida and he is the POA. So we are not going to be living on the road yet, um, you know, while she's still alive. She's in an assistant living facility. So we do take trips and come back home to Florida. Um, when she's no longer with us, then we will be living on the road full time. Um, so we're at a campground very close to her assisted living facility. But for the year, um, we have, we're, depending on how the truck does, this summer we're going to Missouri for a family reunion. And we're going to meet up with some of our viewers that we met at the Entrepreneur Summit um, that are going to be there. And then we're going to uh, Wellington, Texas in October. There is the Nomad Fest, the release of the, um, the documentary film coming out so we will be there for that after that we are actually going to be traveling all the way up through ten- the state of Tennessee 
So all the way from West Tennessee, all the way, you know, to the Smokies. And that's where my parents are going to meet us up in Tennessee and then come back down to Florida again. <laughs> well, all right. So tell us, um, tell us where people can find you. Well, we are on every social media platform um, with our name from Paris to Rome, R-O-A-M. And we also have a blog that we're starting off, starting up and we're from Paris to Rome dot um, com. Awesome. And on the on your dot com, you've got on your website there, you've got links to all of your your Facebook. I saw that you get your, your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter link, your Pinterest link. Yes. It's all there. I sh- it should be. And if not, I'll double check it. But yes, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It's all across the top and those okay. little icons Good. across the top. Good. And then I, I do want to mention that I think this is really cool. And I know you haven't finished setting it up yet, but um, you have on your on your Web page. Uh, looks like you're getting ready to uh, to launch a Spanish version. Yes. So that is fantastic. So uh, people who speak uh, Spanish will be able to um, kind of follow and read where you're at, too, which I think is great because I think there's a lot of uh, American or English um, uh, content out there for our viewers. But I think, um, you know, being that we are a country, a very diverse country, I mean, my, like I said, my father was an immigrant um, yes. who came over in his teenage years that uh, – uh, it's great to have content out there for, for people who um, maybe don't speak English or English is a second language. They're still learning uh, to be able to get some some great content on RVing and travel. So I think that's really neat that you're doing that. Yeah, we're going to be doing videos in Spanish as well. Um, and it came about with my parents and their RV. Um, you know, they speak English, but if it, if they had an option of listening to it in Spanish, they would gravitate to towards that first and so that's where it came about so we thought well why don't we just do it you know we can do it as a a family and it'll help me keep fluent as well and in translating and whatnot so we will be having that coming out soon fantastic well i love it i appreciate your time so very much um you know i think uh i think what you guys are doing is great and i know you're sticking around to florida um so I'm not sure. We we will actually see you in October. I think we'll be able to meet up in October. I know we met in Florida at Tampa. Yes. But um, I, I'm I'm looking forward to October. It's going to be great out there in Texas. So. Oh, you're going. We are. Yeah, we are. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be there. Sweet. That'll be that. I'm looking forward to that. We uh, we've been um, um, blessed to be uh, to have a small role in all this, and uh, I, I'm just excited to uh, to see this come together. Because you know, I don't know if you know this, but we actually full timed. My wife and I, for two years prior to this, we from 2010 to 2012. Oh wow, we, you guys are the OGs. I know, right? <laughs> we we were we were we were doing this before it was hip. I um, love it. But we had a class A, an older class A motorhome, and we we just did the West Coast. We were uh, California, Seattle, Oregon in the summer, and, and Arizona in the winter. Um, but we did it for about two years before settling back in Arizona for a while. So. Wow. Um, you know, now we're now we're doing the East Coast. We're in Virginia right now and getting ready to head north and uh, just experiencing places we've never been, like Virginia. Which I don't know if you've ever been to Virginia, but yes. oh my gosh, this place is gorgeous. Isn't it's it beautiful? beautiful? Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. We love yeah. it up there. And the Carolinas. It's, the Carolinas were great too. North Carolina. We spent uh, two and a half, three weeks in North Carolina. That's where we went to that distillery. Oh. And. Yeah. Um, that was really neat. And we love distilleries and factories. Like we, we went to a chocolate factory in Winston Salem. Oh. Um, it was a small craft chocolate factory called, uh, was it uh, Black Mountain Chocolate Company? I think it was Black oh, Mountain Chocolate Factory. I've heard of them. 
it was very good. They do like darker chocolates. Yes. Uh, but but they roast the cacao beans and everything there, and oh. and grind them like they do everything from start to finish, and it was amazing. We actually filmed there for a day. That's amazing. Um, and then we we my wife and I went on a date to go visit this this distillery, this two hundred and fifty year old distillery, um, started in seventeen sixty eight, and. Uh, we got to go out there, and then after visiting that, I, I was like, listen, I'd love to come back and shoot video. And so we, we spent three days in total over the course of a couple of weeks um, out there filming and, and shooting pictures and stuff. And so, Oh, that's um, amazing. But that's the amazing part of this travel life. Like, you've gotten to meet people who are in the RV life. We've actually met more people outside of it, but only because we are traveling. Like, we, we wouldn't have done this before, so... Yes, I totally agree. And one of the things that we found is just how people are so authentic. We've met so many wonderful people on the road, whether, you know, they're RVers or not. We've, I don't know, it just gives you faith <laughs> again, you know. There, we've seen so much more beauty than, than anything else, so it's been wonderful. I think that's I think that's something I would definitely agree with is that uh, there's there's a lot of great people we've met. And one of the beautiful things is, is that um, this country uh, – there are some divisions in the country, mm -hmm. but when you step outside of the TV, no yes. matter which, which channel you watch, you step outside of the TV and you leave the media behind, be it yes. the, the conservative or the liberal media, it doesn't matter. Yes. You leave it behind and meet people. You find out that we're not so far apart after all. I know. And that has been so awesome. You know, everywhere we've gone, we've met people that are so different from us, but we've just all, we're all, we're all people. We all, we all love and we all, you know want to love and be happy and yeah we've we've been shown so much grace and love and and just from strangers it's been wonderful yeah maria thank you so much for joining us today on this podcast uh we are excited to follow your journey to see where you and kevin go over the coming years and i just really want to take again the time to thank you for joining us on this podcast i'm looking forward to sharing your story with our listeners oh thank you Thank you for joining us for the 18 Summers Live Your Passion podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, we definitely encourage you to come back for another one. Share with your friends our podcast. Help them to live their passion. And most importantly, stay in contact with us. Reach out to us. Use our website, www.goneen18.com. That's G-O-N-E-I-N-1-8.com. There's a contact form on there. You can send us questions that you might have or comments about the show. And you know what? You can also find all of our social media links there. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. They're all there for you to find. We hope you enjoy it. Check out the blog, too, while you're there. Why not? Hey, we'll see you next time.